Um, This morning's scripture reading is from the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, and it's verses 10 through 18, Um, but first let us pray. Dear Lord, we come together uh, before you today to give thanks for uh, this fellowship of our friends, our family, um, the opportunity to come together, study your word, uh, ask for you to feed our heart, feed our minds, so we can incorporate your message into our daily lives. In your name we pray, amen. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we we do not wrestle against the flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil day, and having done all, to stand firm. Stand, therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation, the word of the Spirit, with the word of God, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication to that end, end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. The word of God for the people of God. We continue our way through um, the inventory of what God has given us to uh, withstand the assaults of the evil one. And we, we, we look at um, these individual elements that, that, that Paul lists as are the resources and, and the armaments we have. And this morning we will look at the shield of faith with which you can extinguish the flaming darts of the evil one, that in all circumstances we, we take up faith. Um, the, the, the image here is that fiery darts would be um, um, you know, shot at a combatant. And as you're expected to stand, that you would have a, a shield that would um, catch these darts instead of hitting you, these arrows instead of hitting you, and that it would be... Um, um, done in such a way that, that it, the, the leather could be wetted, the, the things could be done to keep the flame from spreading. And, and so the, the image there is the deceiver, which is what Satan means, one who is um, trying to tell you, um, God doesn't love you, you're not good enough, that person really did something against you, you should get revenge, that all these little um, things that come at us to knock us off of our um, spiritual battle, our spiritual journey, uh, that this is one of those things that's going to resist us. So we're going to see how faith helps us to resist and to stand against those sorts of um, assaults. But first, we need to talk about faith. Um, because when we say faith, people might have different ideas, uh, might have different understandings. Some people uh, might say, it's very important that you have faith. 
it really doesn't matter what that faith is in. What's really important is that you have faith. And so that, you know, whatever you believe, whatever you feel like you believe, you know, it doesn't really matter. You can be spiritual, not religious. It doesn't, doesn't really matter um, because what's really important is that you believe something, that you have some hope and that something you're trusting in. And I, this is not biblical faith. Um, and, you know, just on the face of it would seem to be, um, you know, contradicting itself because you can't have faith in two different claims of truth. If there's a truth, we have to make sure we know what it is and know what the belief is in. Um, a lot of people have this kind of field of dreams view of, um, of the religious life. You, if you just believe something enough, that that belief itself is what creates the reality. Um, this kind of stuff goes around quite often. There's this idea that, that what really matters is me exercising some sort of belief, and if I do it with enough sincerity and with enough fervency, um, that I'll... It'll make something happen. It will be effective. But we're going to say that biblical faith is not something I produce. It's rather a trusting in something that is there. And what's more important than my faith, which Jesus said even a mustard seed is enough, is the object of that faith, what I'm trusting in. Um, so the first aspect of having faith is that we have to know something. There has to be uh, some kind of truth that is proposed to us that we understand and that we know. Uh, for us, that is that there is a God who created all things by the word of his power in the space of six days and called it all good, that he, he loves us, that this God, in spite of our sins, in spite of our rejection, in spite of our rebellion against him, himself came to us in Jesus Christ, who was fully God, fully human, and comes to us so that he can bear the burden of our sin on the cross and that he can give us his righteousness so that our sins are forgiven and that we look forward to an eternity with him. Those are all truth claims, things that are proposed. We'll um, say some of those things in the Nicene Creed, all of these things of who God is and the nature of this God and who he is and what he has done for us is all crucial because those are the things that are to be believed in. And so the first aspect of faith is an understanding of what's proposed, an understanding of the truth, an understanding of what that faith is in, because how can you trust in something that you don't understand? It's crucial for us to know these things. It's crucial for us to have a good theology, um, you know, I think there's a temptation for us to say, you know, theology kind of divides us. Uh, we can really argue over minutia and small bits, and it's true. We can get distracted on things that aren't crucial, that aren't essential. And yet, if we're going to trust in God, we have to know what God we trust in. If we're going to trust in Jesus Christ, we have to know who Jesus Christ is. I, I kind of liken it to this. If someone says, hey, um, um, do you... Um, do you trust Scott? And you, you might say, yes, I trust Scott. And, you know, I'm friends with Scott. I know Scott. Yep, Scott's that six-foot-three, blonde-haired, thin guy. That way you would know they're not talking about this Scott. 
And it's crucial that we know who Jesus is because you can't just trust in Jesus because some people say, well, Jesus, you know, he's, he's just a good teacher and a good moral example, and that's what we need to do. That's very different from a Jesus who, who is fully God and fully human because uh, trusting in a Jesus who is a good example means I'm ultimately saving myself by following Jesus' example of good works. But being saved by trusting in a Jesus who came in to die on the cross and to cover my sins is a different faith. To say we, we trust in God, God isn't something you can just decide, you know, the God I believe in I think is going to be like this. Do you trust the God who's there? Because people have a lot of different ideas about who God is. God's some kind of little, you know, just kind of vague, squeegee, amorphous blob that wants you to be happy. Or is God the God who makes covenant, who has a law, who is a God all-knowing, all-powerful judge, yet who is gracious and merciful, who loves and cares for, but is also going to hold us accountable? It, it makes a huge difference who we understand God to be because, uh, let me just tell you, there's, there's a complete difference in believing in a God who absolutely will hold us accountable for sin and yet forgives us and, and keeps us from condemnation, not, not overlooking our sins, but for forgiving us and paying for those on the cross. There's all the difference in the world of, of believing in that God and a God who's just really, really too nice to punish anybody, who doesn't take sin serious enough. Do you see the difference of one who is merciful and gracious but still holds sin to account versus one who's just kind of, you know, a, a grandfather who doesn't really want to bother punishing someone? It's all the difference in the world who God is and who he reveals us to be. We need to know the truth, and it's crucial that we, we understand that truth. And we have to be convinced of the, the truth of it. So it's not just one thing to know something. Someone can understand what we're saying when we recite a creed. Someone can understand um, the, the nouns and verbs of the Bible without being convinced that it's true. And so the, the second aspect of faith is that you know something, but you also have to be convinced that it's true. Do you believe in Christ? Do you believe that he suffered? Do you believe that he taught do you believe in this historical reality is something that is true, or do you think it's just kind of the, the, um, the hopes of a lot of people, the, the crutch for people who can't face life on their own, that we, we have all these ideas, but they're just kind of made up to, to make us feel better about things, or made up to exercise power over someone else. You, in other words, you can understand the truth without believing it's true. And one aspect of faith is being convinced the reality of the things in God's Word, that you're convinced He did create things. You are convinced that He rescued the people from, the, from Egypt through the Exodus, that you're convinced that Christ taught us these things, that you're convinced that Paul shared us the truth about who Jesus is and who we are. But, but that's not enough. And I'm afraid that many kind of stop there. You know, I, it, often when I ask kids in catechism class, catechism class kids who are coming up, 
listen, when I ask you, what is a Christian, how often they say someone who believes in God. We kind of have this idea that just an intellectual assent, saying, yes, I believe these things, almost checking them off is one thing, that that's faith. But true saving faith, true justifying faith, true faith that works in our life is a faith that not only knows these things to be true, but commits ourselves to them, that, that rests in these truths, that, that we wholeheartedly um, commit ourselves to trusting in these things. I, well, I mean, um, I'll use an example some of you have heard before. My, my stepdad had a construction company. And he had a small job, and he asked me to, to help out by, um, um, I was kind of painting and, and um, touching up some areas on a fire escape that was uh, four stories tall. And um, it had not been fully put together. I don't understand why. But it, and I don't understand why he had me go before. It seems like you could do this after. But he asked me to go up and take care of these things before they came in and, and finally put it in. In other words, it wasn't welded completely, but it was good enough. I'm realizing I'm going to have some questions for my stepdad, but we'll, we'll deal with those later. So he had me go up, and if you've been around me um, very much uh, above 10 feet, you know I don't do well with heights. And I had my little bucket and my tools, and I, I did okay on the second thing. And third thing, um, okay, I was on my knees, the third thing. And, and, I, and then I'm getting up, and I'm getting on this final thing, and I'm shaking. I'm, and I probably spend 20 or 30 minutes before I step out onto this. Nothing has given me any problems, and I'm rationally, I'm saying, this will work. Um, the, the people who put this together know what they're doing. I don't think my stepdad hates me and is trying to, you know, have me die. They don't have any insurance on me. So, I mean, it seems. So, I'm, I'm going through all these rational things. In other words, I rationally believed everything that I have faith. That I have faith before I stepped out. If I was to tell you, I understand, I'm not going to fall. I, I believe that. I believe this. If I was to give all that and tell you, I believe all these things, would you say I trusted that to hold me up? Would you say I trusted until I stepped out? I don't think we would. Faith isn't just saying I believe these things. It's, it's putting ourselves out there onto Jesus and saying, I'm yours. I'm committing myself to you. I know you're going to hold me up. And I'm actually going to do this with my life. You see, there's all the difference in the world between a rational belief and a belief that is placing our lives and trusting in Jesus Christ. The Scripture tells us, you say you believe in a God, you do well. Even the demons do, and they shudder. In other words, there's, they understand theology better than us, but they don't exercise faith in the way we're called to exercise faith. So this is the shield of faith, is when I lay my life into Jesus and it's not that I have so much of it. Don't get me wrong. It's not some sort of emotional catharsis. It's not something I muster up. It's just saying, I don't know, but this is it. And I put myself out there. And, and have you done that? 
You know, the, the, the hardest thing, I think, to distinguish for many of us is, have I believed this or have I actually trusted? Do I just mentally believe it or is my heart laying my life on Jesus? Have you done that? You can do that now. You can just trust in him and just say, I, I believe these things. I believe them forever, but I want to lay my, my heart in trust on Jesus. Let me show you how this quenches the fiery darts. As Satan accuses us, as Satan tells us, you've sinned again, you've done it wrong, you're, you're... and we think, can Jesus really save me? We trust. We say, I don't look at myself. I'm, I'm not looking at my good works. I'm not trusting in my good works to do these things. I'm trusting in Jesus. I'm placing my faith in him, and I know that he has said, he who began a good work will complete it. I'm trusting in him to say that all who call on me will be saved. I'm trusting in his work on the cross to cover all my sins. I'm trusting all of this, and you know that you are forgiven if you're trusting in what he has promised. We know that. We, 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 I hope you hear that constantly, but here, here's another thing. If there's something in you that is saying, does God really love me? When I get that phone call that turns my world upside down, when, when I'm saying, does God really love me? When I've wanted this job position, I've wanted this achievement, I've wanted to do this thing, and it doesn't come through like I want. The news is bad. I'm rejected on this. I'm turned down. Someone doesn't do what I think they ought to do. And as we get those things in our life, we, we, we're always kind of wondering, does God really love me? I mean, if, if God really loved me, would he let me go through this? If God really loved me, wouldn't he let me have that promotion? If God really loved me, would I have gotten this bad news, this rejection letter, this, this thing where things aren't working out? There's a sense in which what our life of faith means is that we are trusting that he loves us. Even in those dark times, even when things aren't going our way, even when there's difficulties that we face, we, we say to ourselves, I know this didn't work out the way I wanted to. But I'm trusting that God has something good in this. And I don't understand it, and I don't know why, and I can't see it, but I'm trusting that God is good. And my faith is in him, and my faith is looking to him. One final thing, I, I don't think we're supposed to kind of parse out too much about the pieces of armor. You know, the breastplate is this because of righteousness, because of this. But I do think there is something about a shield being something you move. I mean, the rest of the armor just kind of hangs there. The shield is active. And a faith that is true faith is going to be active. It's going to be a faith that works love. It's going to be a faith that produces good works. It's going to be a faith that does things because faith that trusts in one who loves and serves others is going to make us people who love and serve others. Don't, don't hear me wrong. I'm not saying that those works are what puts us right with God, but I'm saying the type of faith that produces those works is what puts us right with God. And so we have to ask ourselves, are we doing things that look like Christ? Are we serving others? Are we growing in humility? Are we producing works 
that a type of faith that trusts in one who came to serve ought to produce in us. And if the question for us is, I don't think I see that as much in my life, the answer is not work harder. The answer is go back and know the one whom your trust is in. And the more you trust in him, it will produce works of love and righteousness. Would you please stand and let us state what we believe through the words of the Nicene Creed.